lyrics of the lost. Ah, yes. Hello and welcome back to your safe space. Here, away from all the hubbub of the outside world and the horror of news and politics. The main subject here is smooth music, which also goes by its other equally toxic street names. Yacht Rock, Soft Rock, Easy Listening, M-O-R, that's middle of the road, or even SAC, Soft Adult Contemporary. They're all designed to lull you into a torpor with catchy melodies and seemingly benign lyrics. But that's how they get you. Do we know the real meanings and messages in these lyrics that we've allowed to flood into our minds? sometimes for many years, before we ever think to question them. Smooth Music Radio is the Pied Piper, and we've all been following along in a trance under their musical spell. Although I'm not sure, Dave, uh, is it clear that Pied Piper was actually the villain in the fairy tale? Uh, I think it depends whether you like children or not. Depends if he liked children or you like children. Or we like Yeah. Whether you consider him a villain depends on whether you like children. <laughs> Given that he's meant to have kidnapped a whole town full of children. Yes. So he first ridded the town of rats. Yes. And then the townspeople, I think, uh, didn't pay him for getting rid of the rats. I don't know why. They just thought they'd, uh, they'd just ditch him. And um, as a bit of an overreaction, uh, I think... <laughs> Uh, he uh, he led all the children away uh, with his strange music mm. that was irresistible, and and they were never to be seen again. Yeah. The townspeople did welch on the deal, so you know faults on both sides. I guess yeah, slight slight overreaction, but is it really clear what he did with the children? Yeah, well, I mean, that's it, what I wonder. I know that's a sensitive question, but I mean, uh, would it have been so hard? You know, for just one of the town adults to stroll along behind this big and easy to follow crowd of children and and just see that they got back okay was that would that have been too hard? I don't, I don't think so. Just you know, take an interest in your your kids' activities for God's sake. That's true. It would be hard not to notice all of the children in the town following some dude playing a is it flute or pipe or something pipe. Yeah, he's a piper. He's a pied he's a piper. Pi- of course he is. Sorry, I was thinking of the pied, the pied flautist. Yeah, sorry. The flautist. <laughs> the pied flautist. And and the pied saxophonist. Of course, it was yeah. big in the eighties. <laughs> yes. And pied, I think, is some sort of you know multicolored uh, dress, flamboyantly dressed. Uh, yeah, take an interest in a flamboyantly dressed stranger who uh, leads all the children into the woods. I think that's. That's right. That's the best thing to do. And, you know, maybe he led the the children uh, to wherever he led the rats. So maybe the rats ate the children. Maybe the children ate the rats. Possibly. Yeah. Circle of life. So anyway, my point is, you know, if after listening to smooth music, you know, don't be surprised if you wake up to find that you've been eaten by rats. That's the warning, I think. But anyway... Today we're uh, tackling our first boy band in the Smooth Radio playlist. Episode 17 is this. I want you back. I want you back. 
Back for Good by Take That 1995, written by lead singer Gary Barlow. Well, this all sounds super gentle and sweet and earnest, but then, of course, uh, you read the lyrics of this song and you find it's a slowly revealing horror story of domestic violence, abuse, threats, control and domination. Is that how you saw it, Dave? Pretty much. Um, oh, good. Possibly involving murder and kidnap. Murder and kidnap. Could be. Could be. Yeah. yeah. And murder and or kidnapping. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah. sounds like we might both, both be on the same page for once on this. This is, this is interesting. I believe we might be. Yeah. Great. Well, I think we should totally open up a can of woke-ass on this one. Uh, whether Gary is in fact singing about himself in this song or just portraying a toxic male. Yeah. I, I, I do have some ideas about who the song may be about, but that's something I'd, I'd like to save to the end. Oh, gosh, like a specific person. Yeah. Or he's just, you know, he's very sensitive and he's portraying a toxic male as a warning to, uh, you know, the women around the world, uh, which he feels deeply for um, and is worried for. So, but anyway, let's, let's, uh, let's investigate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so the song starts out with... I guess now it's time for me to give up. I guess now it's time for me to give up. And, and I think this is a quite a promising start. It sounds like Gary is at a stage of acceptance uh, that a, a courtship or a relationship is over. There's a, there's a later suggestion that this follows an incident for which he doesn't really seem to accept responsibility and doesn't really even acknowledge that anything happened. Whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't mean it. Whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't mean it. So he's not a self-aware person. <laughs> Abusers don't see a problem in their behavior. They don't see themselves as bad guys. They lack the empathy to understand its effect on their partner. They're just concerned with uh, getting their own needs met. And any obstacle to that is really just a, a frustration. Well, I, I think maybe, maybe this applies to men in general. I think you know, if there's one thing we've learnt from about a year and a half of studying the lyrics of these easy thing songs is that men are on the whole pretty bad news. Well. Um, the, men, the men in these songs are egotistical, controlling, mansplaining, gaslighting, yeah. treat women like sex toys. Uh, they make questionable remarks about their own mother's sweet lips. <laughs> um, yes. It's a general warning about men, I believe. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not only is he not self-aware or maybe he's trying to play down what he did i think there's an element of gaslighting here yeah you know maybe you can't even remember what he did or like i say playing it down yeah it's really nothing you're just overacting you silly little girl now you've had your little tantrum it's time for you to come back to me you'll never make it out there on your own you need a man to tell you what to do yes i see a lot of that is minimizing any incident exactly yeah it's exactly so she's got no real say in it it's time for her to come back because Gary says. Oh, oh, well, you're skipping right to the end now, but yeah, that's where we end up. It's, uh, it's a strange, uh, it's, well, not a strange, it's actually a classic cycle of abuse that <laughs> yes. starts out following a major incident. Uh, and there's some, some platitudes of, I'm sorry, uh, I, I don't know what's really 
gone wrong exactly because I don't really care, but uh, I promise it'll never happen again. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, it does happen again. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we better go through it in detail just to just to really state state the case in case anybody listening is doubtful. <laughs> because, you know, very popular song. I'm, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> a lot of people thought, it's oh, a- lovely, so sweet and earnest. Um, I think it's really considered like one of the greatest ever British romantic ballads. And yeah. Gary Bolo's is considered to be one of Britain's greatest songwriters because of it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, good looking boy too in the video clip. He's just, he's uh, he's got rain all over him and he's dripping He's dripping wet, and he, he looks adorable and and really yeah. pitiable, like a little lost puppy. So yeah, yeah. I, I I really tried when I was reading these lyrics to think of something, you know, that didn't involve someone getting killed or kidnapped. But yeah, the, the overall threatening vibe just yeah. overcame all of that. Yeah, when you put all the visuals aside and and the actual the music, the whole audio experience of the song and you just read the lyrics it's um it seems quite frightening and the the red flags yeah. just keep coming um got a, fist of pure got a fist of pure emotion so there's a red flag um so when, when he feels emotional he doesn't know how to deal with his feelings except by making a fist and presumably punching things or his partner until he feels better yeah Unless it's a fist to uh, gently rest his chin on while he stares out the window wistfully and contemplates his emotions. Yeah, nah, that that, that line removed all doubt from my mind. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's a thug. Um, He's a thug. And someone's got a head of shattered dreams, but is it his head or is it somebody else's head that's been shattered? Well, yes, and shattered by his fists. Indeed. Got your lipstick mark still on your coffee cup. And got your lipstick mark still on your coffee cup. Is it lipstick or is it blood? Whoa. I mean, he likes to minimise any sort of incidents. I think it's suspect. He might have tried to glass her with a mug. Uh, I don't know if that works the same as glass, if it's a porcelain, a pottery mug. But uh, he might have tried. The handle might come off. The handle could come off, that's true, yep. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the glaze, even glaze might be quite sharp if it breaks. I don't know. It is. Shards of glaze, very sharp. They, you could you know, get, a, get a cut finger quite easily. Yeah, okay. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. look out for that, listeners. Be careful. I was just going to go back to the first line where he's saying, I guess now it's time for me to give up. Do you think he's saying it's time for me to give up being a horrible, abusive man or is it time for me to give myself up? the police yeah I, I i was gonna come back to that later because i thought yeah it literally could be <laughs> the police are outside in a siege situation <laughs> and yeah. suddenly suddenly come home to him that oh shit <laughs> i am the bad guy here maybe it's time <laughs> to give up yes yikes yeah. am i the asshole yeah, yeah i am <laughs> but then he says yeah and he says, got to leave it, got to leave it all behind. So now he's even thinking of running away. Oh, well, you would. It's fight or flight time if, if there really is a siege outside. Yeah. Of course, the, the name of the band itself uh, suggests violence too. Take that and that and that. So, you know, you barely have to scratch the surface here to find toxic masculinity everywhere. 
I, I hadn't even thought of that. They might as well just call themselves Pal, Zowie, <laughs> Bud. Yeah, or maybe look what you made me do. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Abusers will ignore or minimize the problems of their behavior until there's a big enough incident that gets external or public attention. It might be like a violent argument in a bar or on a bus where other people intervene. It might be neighbors that call the police due to the screams they hear. Or it might be that the girl has to go to hospital and her injuries are recognized and reported as abuse. And, and, and so that brings an external perspective and hopefully intervention to break the cycle of behavior and abuse. But what most often happens is that the abuser pleads for forgiveness and promises change, like Whenever I'm wrong, just tell me the song and I'll sing it. So tell me what to apologize for and I'll sing it back to you like a parrot. It's just meaningless words to me, but You'll be right and understood. You'll be right and understood. Or rather, you can feel right for a moment, but I don't offer to change my behavior. And although I will pretend to understand the apology that I parrot back to you, I'm not really interested or capable of caring about your well-being. I'm only concerned with getting my own needs met. And because of the psychological hold the abuser has, that is often enough to work. Yeah. There's a bit more minimization here too, because I think you could also take the you'll be right to be, oh, I've just punched you with my fist of pure emotion, but you'll be right. It's nothing. <laughs> so it's like a Australian vernacular. You'll be right, mate. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Gary uh, you know, spent some time out here and Australians could have taught him our woman abusing ways that <laughs> I think we're, we have some of a, somewhat of a reputation for. Yeah. In a moment of clarity, uh, Gary sings, I figured out the story. I figured out this story, no, no, it wasn't good, no, no. Still not wanting to state or admit the incident out loud, actually define what happened, um, or to apologize and accept responsibility. And even before broaching the subject, he qualifies any vague admission he's about to make with... Um, Unaware, but underlined. Unaware, but underlined. In other words, he's, he's unaware of any significance in his actions, but he's only just now aware of its significance to her, which has been underlined by the blow up of whatever big incident this is. And uh, this is now becoming like a, a politician's fake apology. If, if anyone has chosen to take offense, then of course I'm sorry. <laughs> but he doesn't go far enough to even say sorry. He's still blocking out or in denial of what's happened, and he's only a bit sad uh, just that he's been exposed. There may have been intervention by the police, and now she's got away for a bit. But in a corner of my mind, but in a corner of my mind he sings, I celebrated, glory. I celebrated glory. So inside, he feels good about himself, his power and control, and he wants that to continue. So he's not a nice person at all. He's, he's one of those cads we've heard about. He's a, he's a right rotter. 
in fact. In the twist of separation, you excelled at being free. In the twist of separation, you excelled at being free. Uh, quick shout out to Gary for using the word uh, excelled in a pop song. I think that uh, puts him uh, right up there with uh, Rick Springfield using the, the word moot in Jesse's Girl. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's... That's a deep cut. Yeah. And here I think he's using the double meaning of Excel in, in a broader metaphor about uh, Microsoft applications. Ah. You see, uh, spreadsheets are made up of cells. He's had her imprisoned at home, like in a cell, a cell with no Outlook. Uh, you, you need Windows before you can load Outlook, you see. Word. <laughs> Word. <laughs> he might have uh, even uh, shocked her with wires from a PowerPoint Ooh. and pushed her to the edge where he can keep multiple tabs on her and deny her cookies. <laughs> that's, that's the real problem, isn't it? But now she's free. So she's excel. She's excelled. Ah. She's excelled at being free. She's good at it. Yeah. And this is where he's sorry. He had hoped that he'd broken this girl's self-confidence and her independence. He was expecting her to weaken and come back to him way before now. But good on her. She's made a clear break and was doing well. But he's singing this song to her now. So we can only assume he's tracked her down again and is reasserting his control. Yeah, and I think he's blaming her as well. It's like, you know, she had her freedom, which she shouldn't have done. Yep. And now he's got no choice. Yep. But to keep a prisoner. Can't you find a little room inside for me? Can't you find a little room inside for me? <laughs> and I think there he's asking her to go back inside, find a little room and stay there for me. Yeah. <laughs> Out of public view, away from your friends or help. That Gary. Classic Gary. Classic Gary. And we'll be together. We'll be together and... This time is forever. This time forever. So he'll stay around to make sure she remains completely isolated. Fighting. We'll be fighting. So no change there. And we will never be uncovered again. So yikes. He's learnt not to leave bruises or cuts. No evidence for the abuse to be uncovered again. He might use uh, police techniques like uh, hitting her with a phone book or uh, a bag of oranges to avoid the more visible injuries. Uh, and finally, yeah, the last line of the song, as you mentioned. I guess that's time. You came back for good. I guess now it's time that you came back for good. So he's decided this, and he feels, since he's pleaded, since he's almost apologised, though not actually, he's decided it's time she come back. It's not a request or a question. She doesn't get a say. And this time it's for good. So she won't be allowed to escape again. She might get buried under the floorboards and be with him for good in that sense too. 
Yeah. So Gary started out the song with accepting the relationship is over, but by the end he's denying that it's over and reasserting his control. So the cycle of abuse is just going to go round again. But yeah, I think if the lyrics of this song were, were overheard as a conversation between a couple at a bar, the bar staff would be waiting for this guy to go to the bathroom so they could ask the girl if she was safe or wanted help to get away. Um, like I've said, there's indications that the abuse in this was physical, but that could have been Gary using metaphorical language. It could just be psychological abuse. Gary and his partner might have started out in quite a lovely relationship until he threatened to start a boy band and then subjected her relentlessly to, to their music and development and rehearsals before ultimately threatening to write a smooth song about her like this. And, and that could be just as traumatizing, potentially. Uh, you, you might even prefer the bag of oranges beating if it comes to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the the constant sitting on stools wearing a suit but the shirt's totally unbuttoned and you're leaning forward slightly all the time. Oh, well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's hard. Boy band pose. That's hard on Gary with no back support too. That's true. Yeah, maybe that is why they do that. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of rain coming down on him too. Yeah, at least he wasn't wearing that furry hat like, I can't remember which one was wearing the furry hat. Was it Robbie? Oh, I think Robbie, or... Robbie was wearing a fur coat. Oh, somebody else is wearing a furry hat too. Mm. Anyway, they were all wet, wet, wet. See what I did there? Yeah, and that would have just smelt like a wet dog. Yes, uh, yeah. I was wondering whether this is a slightly different situation, whether the relationship had actually ended up in a stalking situation. Oh, yeah. How uh, so? So got a picture of you beside me, got your lipstick mark on your coffee cup. Um, uh -huh. Sounds to me like this is a it's a story of a man obsessed. He might have stolen those items from out of her. He could have. That's right. He loves her. She's rejected him. In his home, in his locked secret basement lair, he's got a shrine to her. Uh -huh. He's got a under constant surveillance. He's got photos of her that he's taken with his zoom lens. He keeps them on the wall, mm. and he keeps one with him at all times. Mm. Uh, he's broken into her house. Uh, to steal some personal items like her unwashed coffee cup. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe he keeps some of her underwear that he's stolen off a washing line in a special drawer. Maybe mm -hmm. some hair that he's scooped out of the shower drain. Mm -hmm. I think what's happened is this has all come to a head when there's been a confrontation. Mm. I think she's come home while he was in the bathroom rubbing her dirty washing all over his body um, and discovered him there. So he's scared. He's frustrated. He's angry that he, she could never be his. He's naked. Uh, which is, he's naked. Uh, so he's upset that she's excelled at being free. Like you said, she's escaped from him. Mm. And then he lashes out with his fist of pure emotion. Mm. Uh, I think in, in the heat of the moment, he doesn't even remember what he did. And he thinks it's an accident. Whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't mean it. Yeah, is that so what I'm, he's saying to himself over her dead body? Well, possibly, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure whether he's killed her or just knocked her out and then taken his body back to her or taken her back to his house um, ah, as a prisoner. But, back but for maybe, good. Yeah, maybe he's back for good, but he could have taken her body back to his house, taken it down to his basement shrine, you know, sat her down on the chair with a dirty coffee cup so he can come down and have breakfast with her. Yeah. Um, we'll be together forever maybe this time, forever. We'll be together forever, exactly. Uh, 
But the other alternative is he's keeping a prisoner in his basement, but he's got a back for good. Yeah, yeah. Either way, it's just a, a question of extremes. Yeah. So did you, did you have any alternate theories than this one? Slightly different. And again, it relates to the fist of pure emotions. Mm. Um, so I'd like to ask you, who do you think is famous for smashing things with his fist and his uncontrollable emotions, emotions and who would probably not remember whatever he did or said afterwards? The Incredible Hulk? The Incredible Hulk. Exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so this could be in the Marvel Inter- Comics universe, you think? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think Bruce Banner's become angry. It's not really clear what he's been angry at. He's turned into the Hulk. He's lost control of his violent anger, um, probably smashing the city and chasing supervillains and aliens, and he accidentally kills somebody he loves. Oh. He doesn't remember, and he's, he's busy celebrating the glory of being an Avenger. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is something they rarely tackle in the, in the Marvel movies. Um, you know, the fact that the Hulk mightn't just get angry by evil forces that are actually attacking him, he might just get um, frustrated by uh, romance, and, um, and that could turn him... Yeah, but he wouldn't mean to kill her. He's the Hulk. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think if ah. if Ang Lee had been able to 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 make all the sequels after his first one, I think he would have probably confronted that by now. But yeah, they went yeah. all superficial after him and pure comic book. But um, yeah, ay. well, see, I was reading a bit about the Hulk, and um, apparently, he's the Hulk's quite famous for not deliberately killing people, but he has oh. obviously killed an awful lot of people accidentally. All oh, right. Yeah. I've, I think I read a couple of comic books, but I, I don't remember them going uh, going that deep. But, uh, you know, the comic book world got a lot darker after I grew up. Yeah. You can go further with that. He wants her back, right? Mm-hmm. So always remember that Bruce Banner is a genius physicist, and he also has the facilities of Stark Industries at his disposal. <laughs> uh, add to that, he knows the Sorcerer Supreme and also the Scarlet Witch. So I suspect... With the aid of the DNA traces from the lipstick on the coffee cup, I think he plans to either clone her or maybe <laughs> magically reanimate her body and keep her forever. Yep. I mean, anything's possible in the uh, when when you, when things made the leap uh, to the Avengers, um, where you've got multiple uh, superheroes, which you you wouldn't think could possibly share the same universe because one's a god. The other one's a, a science guy, and uh, yep. you think that would turn each of their worlds upside down, but uh, no, apparently not. <laughs> the science guy just goes, oh, okay, he's a god, fine. <laughs> I'll just continue with my science. Yep. There you go. Oy, 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 oy. Honestly. I've got some other theories that I've, I've come across um, on the internet that uh, I can take you through. Sure. Anything to do with Vietnam or um, Mm. that seems to be a regular one. Vietnam has come up one or two times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, not this one. In fact, there's only like two theories uh, or really just one and a bit. This this, song is not uh, greatly discussed on the internet. I was sorry to see. I don't feel that that's deserved because, you know, quite a popular song. Anyway. It's, it's It's a massive hit, particularly in the UK, but it's a big song yeah yeah and it did it did well in the in the states as well it's definitely top 10 mm, i think i think for most people it would be the only take that song they could really 
think of? Certainly the only one I can think of. Um, I'm not I'm not terribly steeped in boy bands. Yeah. They were massive in the UK. So when we lived in England, it was yeah like a year after they'd broken up and it was like a massive cultural thing. Oh, it was like when Lady Diana died probably. Almost, almost. I, like they had to have um, mental health hotlines for, for young girls who just couldn't cope with the fact that they'd broken up. Truly? Yeah. Yikes. And did the Queen make a statement at any time? She said she wanted them back for good. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it must have been quite something to be there yeah, for some of these big moments in, in British history. Yeah. Yeah, you were also there for mad cow disease. Yep. Similar in a number of ways, but also not. <laughs> Very much so, yes. Uh, but back to back to theories from the internet, I guess. Um, someone called Steve eighty two C wrote that uh, the story of this song is his girlfriend left him, so he turns to God and Christ, and he's uh, got some quotes here. I figured out the story; it wasn't good. That means crucifixion, apparently. Um, Obviously. <laughs> But in the corner of my mind, I celebrated glory. Oh, yeah. And that's the resurrection of the king, somehow. But that was not to be. But that wasn't to be. Um, and, and that's because the resurrection is denied by so many non-repentant people in today's world. That's very sad. Um, and... Can't you find a little room inside for me? Uh, that's Gary wanting room inside heaven. Uh, he wants... Uh, there are many rooms in my father's house. Exactly. That's what Jesus said. Yeah. Many doors to those rooms. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he wants to be called early to heaven because he's sad about uh, breaking up with the girl. And we'll be together this time forever. So complete in our love. That's eternally sharing God's love in heaven, of course. Sounds delightful. And Steve says, listen to the part before the fade at the end. Isn't it, whenever I'm wrong, God tell me? I couldn't find that, to be honest. I, I heard, whenever I'm wrong, I'll tell you. Uh, that was in the radio mix version of the song. Yeah. But uh, you never know. Um, there could be other versions of this I, song. Um, I think he's been playing it backwards. He's been playing it backwards for hidden, hidden God messages. Hidden God message. Yep. God. Yep. Yes. He he moves in. He moves and speaks in strange ways, in backmasking. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it could be other versions where where he sings that. But um, and according to Gary Barlow, there are eighty nine different cover versions of the song out there. So. Not a lot of other theories I could see online. Uh, Nicola from London writes, This song is about being back together with boyfriend slash girlfriend in it. And by saying that you are back for good with your your boyfriend, girlfriend, you, you are back with your boyfriend, girlfriend. No, I'm not sure uh, really what she's getting at there. And it's good. Yeah, have a good hard look at yourself, Nicola. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound plausible at all to me. Yeah, just by saying something doesn't make it so, Nicola. Come on. Mm. Snap out of it. Um, 
our other regular segment, or it's becoming so, is uh, misheard lyrics in this song, uh-huh. as reported at kissthisguy.com and amiright.com. Yes, so we have, uh, Dave, you alerted me to this. I wash your back, yep. wash your back for good. I'll wash your back for good, yeah. Which is better than washing your back for evil, obviously. <laughs> well, yes, certainly. I mean, well, washing someone's back, that could, you know, lead to other things. Um, so, so did you hear it uh, yourself originally as, as I wash your back? No, it was pointed out to me by uh, somebody I worked with when I was in the UK who was uh, a man the same age as me, um, and he was a massive Take That fan. Oh, okay. So it's not just you know the young girls and the grandmas. It's it's all demographics. Oh yeah, but, uh, yes. Broad broad popularity, yeah. sure. It it's, it speaks to us all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, he pointed it out to me. But once you hear it, you can't really hear anything else now. Yeah, it 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 does fit quite nicely. Yeah. I see a lot of people online misheard. I've got a fist of pure emotion. Uh, hearing it as a fix of pure emotion, like it's a fix from a drug. Oh, yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah, I can see that. That would be nicer. Yeah, unless it's a hot dose that's going to kill you, which he could be giving to his partner. So Uh, whether he's going to hit her with a fist or with a hot dose. He's going to fix her with his pure emotion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Someone Dutch heard the line, I want you back for good, as... I hood je back for good, which in English is I shut up for good. I hood je back for good. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I can see that. Now that it's been pointed out to me, I can, yes. <laughs> yeah. it's. And someone heard the line, we will never be uncovered again, as we will never be a cupboard again. Yeah. And that's pretty eerie, actually, because um, you'd be shocked to hear, Dave, uh, mm. that the term cupboard derives from the words cup and board. Put that cup back on the cupboard, you might have said. Yeah, yeah. In the 15th century. But what if it's a dirty coffee cup with lipstick on it? Well, you'd put it in the dishwasher, the 15th century dishwasher yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, we would probably call, you know, that board, we'd probably call it a shelf now, while the cupboard evolved to be an enclosed piece of furniture with a cupboard inside it. So in a sense, a cupboard will never be uncovered again because it's in a cupboard. Hmm. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Unless you open it. <laughs> Well, it's still in the cupboard. It's just... uh... Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) Notable achievements. That's another segment I sometimes do. Oh, yes. You need theme tunes for these segments. Oh, theme tunes. Yes, yes. And now, notable achievements. Zing. Notable achievements. There we go. Frick, I'm going to use that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, nothing particularly interesting here. The song was quite popular. Um, Robbie Williams uh, did his own cover of the song on stage that goes all punk and shouty in the chorus and uh, he sang the first line as I guess now it's time for me to throw up which is uh, (laughs) very cheeky yeah he's a cheeky boy Robbie 
He's a cheeky boy. He was naughty but nice. I was just thinking back to those heady times in the mid to late 90s when they broke up and Mm. you just brought up Robbie Williams. Nobody would have thought it was Robbie Williams who was going to be the star. Yeah, well, everyone. Yeah, certainly not from the video clip of this song. He's just uh, glimpsed uh, really in the the film clip in the rain, but very notable in his uh, thick fur coat. Yeah. Getting soaked through. Everyone's favourite take that at the time, I think, was Mark Owen. Oh, okay. I remember he had like one hit song in about 1997, and I can't remember it. I'm not sure if anyone else can either. Oh, but like a solo thing. Yeah, yeah. He was he was he was the one that was going to be the solo star, I think. Oh. And and Mark, um, did he have a, a bit of a predilection for sort of uh, makeup and uh, stage fashion makeup looks? Because yeah. that was another misheard lyric, which I didn't think was worth mentioning but uh <laughs> some some girl thought the line i've got your lipstick mark <laughs> was actually <laughs> a reference by gary to say mark mark owen i've got your lipstick mate <laughs> he was always leaving it lying around yeah. silly old mark oh yeah mark i've got your lipstick mate yeah just thought i'd <laughs> Break into the song here, just let you know in case you were worried. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess now it's time for us to give up on uh, Back for Good. I feel it's time. Yeah. I feel it's time to leave it all behind. <laughs> Got to leave it all behind now. Any sponsors to thank this week, Dave? Uh, yes. Um, well, I've been drinking quite a lot of herbal tea lately. Ugh. Yeah. Well, for. For medical reasons, I've stopped drinking coffee and alcohol. Ooh. So at the moment, I'm drinking a lot of uh, Aldi peppermint tea, which is very good, and I recommend it. Oh. Yikes. Um, are you okay? The listeners will need to know. Uh, I am not in imminent danger of dying. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I was hoping to keep it general for the recorded part. Um, my uh, blood pressure was up at a point where... My GP said I was about to blow a gasket. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm on medication, but I've also given up some things that raise your blood pressure. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I've been on blood pressure uh, medication for uh, ages. Yeah. Oh, have you? Oh, well, it's, you so it's, it's entirely normal. And, and you're actually enjoying the peppermint tea, are you? I am, yeah. Okay, I guess it means you don't have to yeah. brush your teeth, surely, after that, because, you know. I just gargle with it. It's a bit like toothpaste, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sponsored this week by uh, the Australian Cupboard and Cabinet Making Association, uh, CACMA, as they're called. They asked me to talk about cupboards earlier. Uh, I hope that didn't sound extraneous. I try to work sponsorships uh, smoothly into the show. Uh, you're, you're very subtle. I, I wouldn't have even guessed that that was a real sponsor. Thank you. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. it's only just, you know, at the end, I should make it clear. There was financial consideration provided. Uh, plus, they are flying me uh, to the big cupboard trade show, CubEx, in uh, Melbourne. So thanks, guys. Oh, excellent. There's a small chance uh, I might soon be the new face of a CACMA, but I can't say too much right now. Just keep that under your hats, please. Right, okay. Well, why do I have to buy my own tea bags then? Ah, uh, well, uh, you know, I think we've both done 
thank yous to the to the tea bag companies. Yeah, you know they'll they'll, they'll come around. Lyrics of the Lost. Lost.